in a marathon hearing which saw the court sitting until 7 p.m., the only thing that everyone agreed on was that the upcoming municipal elections must not be postponed. In December 2003, Parliament imposed a duty on the IEC to retain the addresses of voters following registration. Prior to this, the IEC did not keep any addresses after satisfying themselves that the voter indeed lived in the relevant voting district. But the IEC still doesn't have addresses for some 8 million voters registered after 2003. Justice Sikampepe said that this was a significant figure, demanding answers from the IEC's lawyer, Vim Trengo. I cannot understand why there has been no concerted attempt to attain addresses over the following 13 years. How, how is that possible? Can you explain it to me? Yes, Justice Kampepe. These are people who don't have addresses. They are people who come into the registration to the IEC and say, I don't have an address. I live in such and such a, an informal settlement next to the Spaza shop under the water tower. Here on your map, that is where I live. There is nothing that one can sensibly put in the voters' role because they were registered on the basis of a narrative and an explanation of where they live. In this case, the IEC enjoys the backing of the governing ANC. The ANC says the Electoral Court misinterpreted the Constitutional Court's judgment in the Carr matter where by-elections were set aside because of irregular registrations. The ANC agreed with the IEC that a voter's physical address is a nice-to-have and not essential for free and fair elections. But their lawyer, Gilbert Marcus, came in for some tough questions from Deputy Chief Justice Sikhang Musaneke. I see there's a duty and it wants 4,000 people to vote whose addresses are unavailable. And we know what the law is, Mr. Marcus. The calm judgment reaffirms and states that nobody votes unless their addresses have been properly asserted, particularly after irregularities that the IC tells us about just before the second round of the by-elections. Why is a bare denial or statement we don't know their addresses adequate? With postponement of the municipal elections off the table, and the IEC maintaining that it is impossible to verify 18 million voters' addresses in time, the Constitutional Court justices looked for remedies to the impasse. One suggestion was to send the law, which created the obligation, back to Parliament. Chief Justice Mohueng Mohueng raised this proposal with the IFP's lawyer, Kim J. Kemp. Saying to Parliament, this is your business, Section 16.3 comes from you, it has created this problem, sort it out. Is it a feasible option, maybe? Because it's, it's the better of all, the best of all options we could uh, possibly think of. Chief Justice, I'm afraid if that happens and Parliament decides, if I amend it, then I'm afraid there will probably be another day like today in this court on the basis of a constitutionality of that. <laughs> The Democratic Alliance and the IFP want the court to reject the IEC's appeal against the Electoral Court judgment. And where the IEC asked for four years to fix the problem, the DA suggested that the court gives them a far shorter leash. The IFP proposed that all those voters who do not have verifiable addresses should cast a provisional vote where their physical addresses are first verified before their votes are counted. Kemp J. Kemp says it's the only way to deal with the voters' role which is open to suspicion. Allow these voters 
after all, it is not their fault that they're not properly re registered. To vote and only balance it with a check on information that they do have. So in essence, we have to save the IC from challenges against the voters' role. Two-thirds of the voters' role. Yes. The Constitutional Court has reserved judgment. I'm Candace Nolan in Johannesburg.